0: Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Great Wizard Bukake, your host. Raish Gray, the envoy from Baldur's Gate, is missing. Juniper led Reginald through the streets, but couldn't find the ambassador alive or dead. Butthole convinced Sildar not to tell the other envoys Raish was missing. And Quinny's luck finally ran out as he was caught breaking into Raish's room. Will the nation of Asgard survive this terrible morning? Find out next. On dom-toms
1: and dragons. Quinny, you are paralyzed (gasps) in a closet. Not how you expected someone to get the drop on you, but perhaps never in your life have you rolled two ones, having burned up all of your halfling luck getting lucky. And as a result... Oh my god. Yeah, it killed me I didn't say it last time, so I've just been waiting. I've just been biding my time. This, this is my Count of Monte Cristo moment. I've just been, been biding my time, baby, building it up, step by step, revenge scheme. So While you were getting laid, Tom was learning the pun. <laughs> <laughs> so you are frozen, and you you hear a voice that makes your predicament even worse behind you, uh, the lilting tone of Falemeyer Pink Blossom and she sort of you can hear her approach um and you can feel her magic binding you in place and suddenly your jaw comes a little a little looser you're able to to kind of uh, speak a little bit but not not a tremendous amount not like casting by words amount but you can kind of grit <laughs> stuff out um as she approaches and just says so tell me mr brown barrow why is the Minister of Culture poking around in an envoy's room? Are you perhaps a confederate of our dear person, Gray? Let me go. Oh, of course. Why Why wouldn't I do that? That's a perfect... Pl- of course I'm not fucking letting you go. Sneaking around in the dark slipping into an envoys room this is quite a diplomatic faux pas mr brownbarrow i understand that you and your compatriots are new to this whole game but it is frowned upon to invade the sovereignty of an envoys room so i ask you again what are you doing here let me go i'll show you an invasion of sovereignty <laughs> All right, Quinny, what's your... What's your uh, I'm going to need you to make a wisdom save. <laughs> okay. There wasn't even an ore. It was just a threat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Quinny, what is your... Uh, so, yeah, if you go ahead and make a, a wisdom save, please. Yeah.
2: Wisdom modifier save is zero, so that's a five.
1: So I don't know any better. I keep threatening. Oh, I don't, no,
2: I I don't <laughs> learn a lesson.
1: That wasn't about learning a lesson. This isn't a very special episode. Uh, You're going to take 22 (laughs) points of damage as it just shifts everything in your body ever so slightly in the wrong way. Uh, Uh, It is every jammed toe, slammed hand in a door, everything you've ever experienced simultaneously.
2: Um...
0: Oh, I don't like that. You want to try to make a
1: case for taking half? Because unfortunately, you can't uncanny dodge because you are frozen in place. No, I'm just uh, bad at math. So I'm going to count up to my health
2: total instead of subtract from it because it's just easier for me that way. So we're starting at 22 damage on the the character sheet. Right. Ow. (laughs) Ow, indeed. You're making
1: things worse for you. Let me go now. Mr. Brownbarrow, I don't think you understand quite how this goes. I have caught you trespassing on on the authority of the Lord's Alliance, which I represent if you had forgotten. I will slowly break every bone in your body unless you give me a reasonable response. You won't leave here alive if you kill me. And your nation will be leveled by the Alliance and Cormier. So tell me, Mr. Brownbarrow, I am losing my patience. What the fuck are you doing in Raish Grey's room? Finding traitors. Found one. <laughs> and... At this, she she gives you sort of like you can hear the pursing of her lips behind you, which is somehow worse yeah. than the 22
2: damage. Please and make a bigger mess. Like just, yeah, fuck me up so that someone can watch you do this yeah. or someone can find my body. <laughs> and <laughs> you're pissing says, off the king's best bud.
1: Wait, she's not, she's not pissing off Goblin Jr. He's fine. They're good. Um she uh she sighs and says, Mr. Brownbarrow, I may have underestimated you. I did not expect that you also would have caught the trail of gray. Pray tell, why are you investigating them? Why do you think you they are a traitor? Can you roll me an insight check? Poor yeah. I Can I
2: roll a save to decipher her flowery language? <laughs> like yeah. I'm paralyzed yeah. and so mad. Like, what am I being asked right now? <laughs> let me go <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah. that's kind of what's going for with the perception or insight um, okay yeah sure um i perception feel like or insight, insight's uh, probably the one to go with on this because yeah, that's fine you gotta me. trust your gut you can't see her except in your mind's eye where she's full of more knives than she is in real life this is uh this is a good d20 um that's
2: that's a six insight this is a real good d20 <laughs> Yeah, you, there, are, there are allegedly 20 sides to this die. <laughs> <laughs> she
0: she must have cast all her spells. You
1: should be ruder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you don't get anything else from her tone. You are still just mad and trying to get yourself I guess killed. You want to exhibit A yourself so that other people will kill her? Well, there's more to it than that, but it it is definitely like
2: I Look, I've I don't I don't get caught often, you know what I mean? I yeah, don't have understand. like I don't have like a, a a response for this kind of thing neatly packaged and ready to go. Um there's probably a degree of like that aggressive, like angry embarrassment, you know what I mean? Yep. Oh, totally. of like, yeah. oh man, I'm embarrassed and now I'm like I'm mad about it because I'm just so embarrassed about being caught by this person of all people. Uh but there are elements of like I'm more useful. Like you have questions for me, I'm more useful live than dead. I'm going to push it. Um I the, these roles have been reversed. Uh, uh like I've been on the other side of this conversation many times when we've tried to interrogate people and I've used violence. And almost every time our prisoner has leaned into the violence and been like kill me motherfucker see what happens. So I'm just like I'm just pressing against <laughs> the electric fence of like <laughs> what what is
1: the wattage here? Like what is this co- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I wish Falmire Pink Blossom was smart enough to understand that. Uh, This is where... This is one of those... I always think of them as Zoolander and Hansel fights, where it's just they're both not quite smart enough to understand their own fight, or -hmm. any of the Kens and Barbie fighting each other. You know, they're just not quite... they're, They're both fighting in wildly different directions, neither of which actually involves the other one. So... Uh, she continues to to grasp you uh, as she awaits some sort of satisfactory answer. I got an answer then. Great, I say precision. Okay, the cloak. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I don't think she's holding the cloak. I think she's holding you. So yeah, the cloak whips off, and you see the. The fuck? Uh can, can you remind me, uh because I gave you the card so I yeah. don't have it in front of me what I'm rolling. Uh it is uh grapple, DC ten. Eesh. It's um, uh, right.
2: an, well sorry, I, I should say it uh, it lashes and then I think it's a, a grapple that follows it up.
1: Okay. So it's a plus three to hit. I see. Okay, so go ahead AC and roll uh if you can roll a D twenty for me with a plus three to hit.
2: What I say? This is a good die. That's a dirty 20. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. I, I always said this was a great D20. <laughs> so the cloak whips off of your shoulders and you hear a very distinct and, and somewhat, I'm sure for you, delightful, the fuck, as it <laughs> flies back. And I think it's just a full face wrap. You know, it's just because it ejects off of you. You're kind of being held midair. It just whips back. You know, like someone throwing something out of a car, just whips back directly into her face. It will not surprise you to know that the diplomatic immunity-wrapped wizard is not great at the physical combats. So she is uh, sort of grabbed, stumbles backward, and her concentration breaks. So, Quinny, you drop, um, hit the ground, uh, land on your feet. Uh, as she stumbles back, being just pummeled by this fucking cloak. Like, it is. It's Doctor Strange. If Doctor Strange's cloak was like just an angry bar brawler, uh, instead of Excellent. like some elegant friendo. Perfect. Um.
2: Finish her. <laughs> uh, you know, uh an, an, uh, an older, darker Quinny, right? But that's all I wanted. All I wanted. So. I uh, I say precision again, and I recall the cloak. Great. Right. I'm just, you know, flexing my muscles, making sure my organs are still settling and resting where they're yeah, supposed they're, to. They're getting
1: back there. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, oh, Elizabethan geez. medicine where they just thought all your organs float around for fun inside. They're just getting them back in there, you know? Oh, my God.
2: I can taste my spleen. Mm, <laughs> that's good spleen. <laughs> <clears throat> And uh, uh, so I turn around cloak is back on me and I, you know, again, just like kind of cricking the neck and it was like, all right, now we can talk because I've got questions for you, too. What
1: are you doing in this room? I and just in classic like person who is only ever walking in perfect stilettos in those little tiny micro steps required state, like just flat on her ass, uh, just slightly disheveled from getting pummeled. Any air of I am cool magic lady has dropped. Her hands are glowing with, with arcane power. Uh, and she, she looks a hot mess, uh, but she kind of glowers up at you and says, this envoy did not check back into the building last night. They are missing, and that is of great concern to me, as it should be your king. When I saw you sneak in here, I was worried one close to him is perhaps playing both sides. So tell me, Quinny, are you a harper? What? No. And she kind of, like, (laughs) does the the shifty-eye thing. Says, But then the, the fuck? The fuck? I work here
2: later. What are you doing knowing stuff about who checks in and who doesn't? Keeping an eye out for people who might have secondary agendas. That's not your business. No. You're an envoy. You're here to assess the kingdom. You're not checking in on all the
1: other envoys. Someone has to, given that one of their heads just exploded, if your king is to be believed. Yeah, well, here I am, looking into things. I don't believe the king spoke to you about any of this. So how do you know what you oh, know? Oh, shit-eater grin. It says, On the contrary, Mr. Brown Bear, I am perhaps closer with your king than you suspect. But I have been tracking agendas since before we even left for this accursed state. The people of the Lord's Alliance are meant to represent the interests of the Lord's Alliance, and yet we had a harper in our midst. That represents a secondary agenda, which is of great concern to me, as it should be you, if indeed you are not one of their number. Can you roll a deception check? Because you are, in fact, a Harper. I mean, ish? Barely.
0: Technically, The bigger
1: concern is whether or not she's ever seen a ledger of all the active Harper agents in the world, because if she has, this is going to be real bad.
2: Well, yeah, it won't matter how deceptive I am if if she's memorized my name on a list, but... uh... My deception is
1: thirteen on the die plus thirteen modifier
2: for a total of twenty-six.
1: <laughs> all right, yeah, she—you don't remember you were Harper. We established this a couple episodes ago. Quinnie yeah, is literally like, like, I don't know. Sure, someone I called me. I all that kinds
2: one. of promises, and oaths like, <laughs> <laughs> there's only one that's really bitten me in the ass, and I killed him in hell. So, <laughs> good luck, Harpers with your fucking list. <laughs>
0: All lowercase. Go to shopify.com/dumdums d-u-m-b d-u-m-b-s now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Welcome back to my first advertisement. That's right, it's the Great Wizard Bukake here to talk to you about the Patreon of Dumdums and Dice. It's an amazing opportunity for you to contribute to a show you enjoy and appreciate even more shows they're making elsewhere, too. For $1, you get access to the fan-only Discord and a pre-session video and post-session DM chat for each arc of Dum Dums and Dragons, including all the historical ones. At $5, you get a weekly tableside chat plus an ad-free feed where you don't have to hear any of us talking to you about Patreon or any other products that pop up. At $15 a month, you can name NPCs and submit names for places and things that have to get used in the show and mess with Tom. And at $25, you can create your own NPC that'll interact with our heroes and get a special thank you at the end of every episode. Just go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Join today!
1: Yeah. So she she's fine. She buys that. But yes, you are. You are confused. She's confused. You're both in a weird, awkward standoff. But neither of you has enough information to know exactly what the other one's talking about. Yeah. I. So what, you're, you're checking up on this person? Yes, I have been for quite some time. I found a sigil of the Harpers amongst their things, which is of great concern, as they should not be representing secondary interests. The Harpers consider themselves agents of good, but the Lord's Alliance is good, and we have our own agents. We don't need some street performers pretending to be heroes wandering the earth righting wrongs usually fucks up our plans in some way, shape, or form, so we simply can't have that. And the fact that one of their agents is acting as an envoy is of great concern, and now that envoy is missing. But I've been tracking them for some time. I told your dragon boy about it, but I trust that he has kept my secrets. He did promise. Uh, all right so if it's a big secret why are you telling me because I th- thought you were part of it maybe but it turns out you're not and you're confused and it would seem that our paths have crossed and have become intertwined by the no, no there doesn't have to
2: be any intertwining here we, can, mistre- I, we don't have to talk to each other <laughs> ever again
1: unlike any other but <sighs> we find ourselves on the same path Mr. Brown Barrow so what is uh, your interest in Rache Gray if not the Harper's
2: their disappearance perhaps hmm yeah yeah we're hosting a fucking summit yeah the disappearance of a diplomat you know i don't have to tell you any of this uh yeah I, I i'm i'm you found me in their room i'm looking for them have you seen them no and you were going through their things and found a harper seal is that your responsibility do you go through every diplomat's
1: things looking for harper seals my responsibility is to the high forest and the misty forest, and by way of that, the Lord's Alliance. So yes, if I have to check every bag and purse, I will. You are not the only sneaky one, Mr. Brown Barrow.
2: Well, you know, apparently I wasn't very sneaky today. So maybe let's embrace that and formalize this whole thing. Let's tell all the other envoys that you are going through their things as a representative Fine. of the elves.
1: Let's... After you. <laughs> I'm going to need a moment. And she just, like, has what? to awkwardly, like, roll over and, like, get up. And, like, she's kind of, like, rolling her shoulder. She's doing the same thing you did, except she took, like, no damage from getting punched by the the robe. Yeah. And then she's, like, kind of adjusting her hair, still looks like shit. Um, and uh, you watch as uh, she mumbles something and quietly casts light on herself just to give herself a little bit of a glow. Jesus like, fucking Christ. <laughs> we may go see them now. Okay, after yeah, me. I, and then she just you. starts, you know,
2: float walking out into I the hall. I open the door. I let her walk through it. I close the door behind her and lock it. And I'm in the room alone. I'm just like, fucking bitch. And I just start <laughs> looking through the room again. <laughs> and on the other
1: <laughs> on the side of the door, just hear a muffled, like, to minister. Meanwhile, Bubble, your magic council has convened. Your magic council of. Balthazar Durian, uh, was there anyone else you were expecting, or was it just kind of a general call?
0: He he had, I mean, Balthazar Durian is the most capable, because clerics don't traditionally train wizards. There were also a couple of wizards that he dealt with. There was the guy who knew the disc, and I think it was mm. Kevin, the wizard who could cast Fireball. Like, just whoever sure. Balthazar and the other wizards would bring, he has like four, and three of them don't, I mean, four of them don't seem great, let's be honest, but they're the wizards he has. Gotcha, gotcha. Technically, um, Bucky is more chaos than trained. So
1: Yeah, yeah sorcerers yeah. are are all similar to your magic, really. It's just kind of like, I believe, and then weird shit happens. <laughs> then we know who he's called and we know they'll answer. So your your motley crew of, of wizards arrives. I do want to be clear there are other wizards in the sort of remnant army of and You're just still in the phase of filtering through who is loyal and who isn't. And of course, based on my painting of Warhammer fantasy miniatures, if you're an evil wizard in, say, a dark elf army, odds are it's like, oh, wow, we might want to talk to that guy before we start taking his advice. And he's like, just suck out three souls and then you can shoot lightning out your nose. (laughs) And it's like, maybe not that guy yet. Uh, So you've got Balthazar Dorian. You've got Kevin, the fireball wizard. Um, You also have uh, Tensor's Flying Disc guy who... I don't know if we ever gave them a name. Uh, that was don't like so. ten thousand years ago. Oh yes, useless tensor floating. Yeah, desk. yeah. So <laughs> not
0: useless. Uh, <laughs> it was a great treat for everyone when the snacks arrived.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> great treat. So uh, his name is uh, Ginger Gentlebrier. Wow. Uh, and you have Kevin, the fireball wizard. Uh, those are those are your guys for now. Great. So they arrive. You don't have Bucky, as you said, because he's a sorcerer, chaos sorcerer. That makes sense. Um, you've got Seamus trying to contact Alan, so that's going on over there. This is who who you've got. That's in room. it. I got these And I assume Annan is is kind of standing by as well as always as as a scribe. So she announces uh, everyone has arrived. Um, reintroduces them. They all come in. Uh, Balthazar Durian has put on the most official-looking wizard robe he can find, and it is still pretty bad. It's, you know, weather-worn, but there's it, it's like watching an old soldier put their their uniform back on. It doesn't really fit him anymore, but you can tell at some point, like, butthole, this evokes old Akadu. It's like the red and black, you know, spiked gold collar, except it's worn down such that it's, very muted and you know you can almost see the puffs of dust come off it but he truly does look like a war wizard as as he comes in um ginger on the other hand uh, comes in with a you know the floating disc and <laughs> is just wearing precast like, the Sorry, nicest like, yeah
0: has a <laughs> perpetual tensors floating discs following them around for important just, meetings hell yes
2: just yeah. bumping into door
1: frames and shit <laughs> yeah. like, o- outside like a Roomba, small thing a floating Roomba <laughs> yeah it's it's like someone who has to like <laughs> unpack like a traveling salesman who has to unpack their bag before they enter the house so like Anon was like alright up the stairs and Ginger's like one moment please Summon the disc, and she's just like, "Why?" Okay, so um, enters with with the disc in in front of him, with his hands up on either side, like he's fucking Magneto, uh, just to really kind of give give them the mode, and doing like a, a bit of an overly tall walk behind it, trying to look majestic. Um, and uh, Kevin is looking kind of rough, a little bit tired, and is is very distinctly hungover from the party the night before, um, and uh, he comes in just basically in you know a singlet, the fantasy equivalent of sweatpants. And he's thrown a, a sort of a hearty leather jerkin over top of the singlet, uh, looks just deeply underdressed, like a video game character where you just unequipped all the wrong things. Uh, so the three of them enter and ann just clears her throat. Uh, you, you notice that she's getting better at not rolling her eyes into the back <laughs> of her head every time she starts one of these meetings, but not that much better. She says, my lord, presenting... Your magic council. And uh, Ginger steps forward and says, yes, we have arrived. And Balthazar just coughs into his hand and says, I'm sorry about that. He's very proud of his ability to cast that disc. How can we be of service, my liege? Are you in need of magic missiles? And he rolls Uh, his fingers expectantly.
0: Technically, yes. I mean, later and a ton of them. But so I kind of called you guys together (laughs) because I've been having some interesting conversations. And uh, we need to build a new, let's just say, small army of wizards for active self-defense of this nation against gods and armies of wizards, which we know that our direct enemies have. So uh, we need to start a magic school yesterday. And I got the three of you. So how are we starting this magic school, and where, and what's it going to cost, and when can you give me more wizards? And
1: just looks of of deep shock. Uh, you recall, of course, that throughout the sort of many campaigns, whether it was the war with the planteers or dealing for guns with Typhus, which required trading wizards, to the army of the undead and spooky wizards coming through from Hell Dimension. These are the the dregs of what was once a very, very intimidating magical core within the the Akaw army. And you can tell that the prospect of starting a school hits each of them very, very differently. Kevin is just too tired for this. There's a a real, oh, ah, brr, From him, (laughs) Balthazar gets real thoughtful. He slinks his arms into his massive wizard sleeves and kind of looks at the floor, lost in thought. But Ginger is right on this. His disc precedes him, uh, and he steps forward and (laughs) says, Your Majesty, it would seem to me that the most capable of your wizards will already be showing their worth. And he cocks an eyebrow and you can see with his hand, he taps the side of the disc like a pinball machine and it just spins slowly. And he kind of looks up in a, a little bit like Goblin Junior back when he was learning to walk in an interesting way. And he says, if you give me enough time and resources, I will build the Gentlebriar School of Adepts. I will train your wizards. And together we shall be the greatest fighting force this world has ever seen. I assume you you just need things lifted that are somewhat lightweight and can go from one spot to another.
0: All right, well, you're coming to me uh, saying that you're ready to birth a national army based off of this disc and any other magic or just teaching people how to
1: do this disc thing? I can cast this disc. Three times a day. Uh, Do you have any other magic or is it just the disc? I am not unversed in thaumaturgy. I can make loud noises louder, lights slightly brighter. I can make a knock sound appear over there. Hear that? That's me. All right. I hate to do this in front of your fellows,
0: but I think you're kind of embarrassing yourself right now. I have a giant hammer. And he reaches behind his throne and takes the hammer out. And he just sets the the pommel of it on the ground as he's sitting on the, his throne. For these meeting rooms, it's been propped up. So he's, if, if they were like some asshole from a foreign nation, he'd be propped up even higher. So they have to look up at him. But he's just at eye height. So if he's sitting, it's not embarrassing. But he, he doesn't know how many meetings he has to do. And he's like, here's the deal. If I don't even use any magic, but if I stand up and come at you with this hammer right now, what are you doing that's able to stop me? I'm saying no magic, no God, just big guy with a hammer. What
1: do you got? Uh, well, you would have to get past the disc. And <laughs> it puts up a non-zero amount of resistance. I would so, like to walk through the disc, Tom. Uh, so, you I mean, you can't, uh, but you it moves with you. It's like walking in a pool where you just bump into a, a floating... Is it solid or yeah? What is the texture yeah, of this yeah, disc? is yeah, it's as I solid. It? It's solid. It's not like rock solid, but it's kind of that magic. Similar to is your it possible spiritual hammer. For me to flip
0: it like a table with nothing on it with one hand.
1: I mean, I think by letter of the law in the rules of Dungeons and Dragons, no. But we did have that sword full of bees that one time, so I'm gonna <laughs> say sure. We've established this guy's not very good, so I think it's <laughs> it's fair. And you're a demigod, so like yeah, probably. Great. Then Butthole would like to
0: reach down towards the edge of the disc and make the movement of flipping it while going Rah! and raising a hammer. And he would like to cast Thaumaturgy himself to make that yell very loud in the hopes of breaking this wizard's concentration to make it really
1: clear how useless this spell is. Can you roll me an intimidation check?
0: Yes, I can.
1: At advantage. That is a 19. Like the minute you step forward dramatically, he's immediately skittering back. Uh, It is not a concentration spell, so that disc is just staying there. But he panics, falls backward, and just out of his sleeves comes with uh, with two tiny hand crossbows and is just on the ground trembling with the the tiny crossbows. And you just hear behind him uh, Balthazar saying, Oh, Ginger, that's not the way of the wizard at all. I mean, it may
0: not be, but I kind of have some respect for it. So, no, you're not going to run the school. Maybe you could teach a class on the disc, but I'm actually more interested in you teaching the wizards how to pull out crossbows if they run out of magic, because that shit's actually useful. If I I could count the number of wizards who ran out of spells, and if they'd had a crossbow, I would have been in real trouble.
1: That's at least, like, six. And Ginger kind of, like, honestly almost settles into himself a little bit. Uh, and he's he's definitely got, you know, the hero eyes. This is a real Oh, Captain, My Captain moment for him where he says, I have survived as a wizard who can only cast Tensor's floating disc in the army of cough for years. I will teach anyone you want how to be a Weasley coward wizard. That's great. I have so many knives in my boots. It's incredible. So if you will permit me, I will happily take on that task. Yeah, you're
0: going to teach non-magical self-defense. That's a class that legitimately needs to be taught to wizards. I may have to team you up with like a soldier to teach them how to actually fight and use the knives, but all the hiding of the knives, the paranoid carrying of the knives, major points for that. I don't know if you've met my,
1: my minister of culture, but that dude's always got a knife and it's really worked out for him. <laughs> oh, I just assume everyone has a knife. It's a car. I mean, Asgard. Sorry, that's still, it's going to take some getting used to.
0: Well, we, we can come up with a name for your, your martial art. You could always assume the enemy is armed. There are a lot of options.
1: Interesting. Yes. Yes. I will do this. My king. And he, he, he bows, bows low onto his disc, and then using his forehead and his power, lowers the disc to the ground in, in deference.
0: <laughs> All right. He's cool. He's got a job. Uh, so you other two, what are we doing for this magic
1: school? And Kevin says, listen, sir, I'm going to level with you. I, uh, I read a scroll that taught me the fireball ability. Uh, I looked at some other ones, but none of them held my interest the way the flame did. I can maybe teach people how to learn from th- th- scrolls and things. And I'm more than happy to teach people about the dangers of the fireball. You know, only you can prevent friend based fireball murder. So I got to make sure that people are up to date on that. But I, I, I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm better blowing things up than I am at building them. So I don't think I'm your guy. All right, so you could be on staff on the flame-related thing. As a guy,
0: it was a large number of burn scars from a wizard who didn't necessarily consider the consequences of Fireball terribly Mm. well. I think this sounds like a valuable lesson that I would like taught to everyone who's going to use magic near me.
1: Wait, hang on, hang on. Your friend cast Fireball on and or near you? Without taking appropriate protocols? Yeah, that's why my face doesn't
0: look so great. Wait. It used to be a lot, it looks fine, it's just not very smooth. It used to be a lot smoother, and now it's
1: got more character. But you survived? Oh, yeah. Wow, they sound like a pretty good fireball wizard, to be honest. I mean, every time i have fired near some friends, they, uh, those are some awkward funerals. So, uh, cool. All right, well, yeah, I can teach, I can teach people that, sure, that, yeah, that'd be great great let's you'll do that. that that that'll be cool uh
0: balthazar so we got a school that i do we need a building how do we do we need to buy scrolls or something i don't know how to do any of this i'm a cleric so my magic i just kind of earned through faith i think at this point in myself let's not get metaphysical but like how do we teach people this what do we do
1: do you know how to build a school Well, sir, I'm mostly known for my ability to throw magic missiles uh, is Mm. is my my main effort. I've never been called upon for for such high purpose. Uh, Butthole, you can tell that that Balthazar probably has some answers for you, but he definitely doesn't have any confidence or or faith in his abilities beyond magic missiles. How do you try and inspire Balthazar Durian to, to rise to the occasion here? I mean, I'm going to clap a hand on his shoulder,
0: and using that sound, fart, and cast guidance in a way that I'm hoping the shoulder clap will hide it so he just feels a little more brave and a little more capable, and I'm going to say to him, Balthazar, I invited these other two because... They were part of a whole ceremony, and clearly they've got some skills. But looking at your uniform, you've got the experience. You've got the ability. And you know what? I've never heard anybody talk about a spell with more enthusiasm than you do for magic missile. Which means, like, there's a passion for magic deep in your heart that is, I'm going to say, staggering, bordering on insane. You feel (laughs) about magic the way I felt about Moonhammer and the way I now am morally obligated to feel about myself. Let's not get metaphysical. So... I think you can (laughs) help me build a school and then do a job there. I'm not saying what it is. It's not my job. I don't know how to teach this shit. I didn't know that disc thing was going to turn out. There's a martial artist over there based on terror. These are the things that you can help people discover About themselves, they could be a magic missile like you, or a fireball, or, dear God, someone learned shield or mage armor so that you don't all have to just throw out crossbows and then die. These are the things I believe you can do, because I literally have no other option. You're a hero, like every real hero, because you have to be. And that's the kernel of greatness that we're going to grow out of you into the corn of greatness that you're going to feed to the students.
1: The corn of greatness. Uh, I rolled a sixteen plus your guidance uh, plus his stats. So, inspired. Oh, a corn metaphor that I can get behind because even from the smallest kernel off of uh, something with many other similar kernels of varying quality can grow a whole new crop. Yes, I see what you mean. Well, sir, when you
0: cut them down with a dagger, he says, pointing to the tensor's disc guy. And then you heat them up with a fireball. Then all of the corn pops off and shoots like a magic missile.
1: Round of applause. They are all starry-eyed at at you. They are so used to being kicked all day, every day. They are are in awe. And Balthazar says, Well, sir, I normally wouldn't admit to this. It, It is somewhat a, well, a badge of shame I carry, but y as, as your loyal corn, I think it behooves me to share what information I have in the hopes of, of meeting your needs. So, I, as you know, I am a master of the magic missile. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the reason I am limited to this is because my own master only knew how to cast magic missile despite being... A graduate from an acclaimed Academy of the Mystical Arts. Or so we thought. You see, my teacher was a wizard named Kalamazoo Trickle. Kalamazoo enlisted in a fine school, or so she thought. I don't know if you've heard of the Strixhaven Academy, but it is... An interdimensional school of, of the magical arts, where all the finest mages from across the plains attend, if they are able. The, the wizards of Strixhaven are known far and wide for all of their magical heroics and, and feats of wonder. They are truly the best and the brightest. Unfortunately, we will not have access to any of them <laughs> because of the actions of a car over the years. And unfortunately... He, like, looks left and right, like, he doesn't want to say it too loud, and says, like, Lord Typhus, as a dimensional jumper himself, was, uh, well, a rather known enemy of Strixhaven, and as a result, they will have nothing to do with us, as I'm sure all the major schools will not— at this point, okay, so we're opening with the bad news. That's it's good to know what we don't have. Yes, uh, yes. Well, I'm, I'm let's, getting
0: let's just fast forward a little bit to what we too got, you know, buddy. It's important. This is feeling
1: kind of dark. No, it's okay. It's just important for you to know kind of the situation before you invest in what I'm going to recommend. So, my master, Kalamazoo <clears throat> Trickle, was quite enamored with the idea of attending Strixhaven and was thrilled to discover that they did, in fact, have a satellite campus here in our world. The famed Figplot Academy for the Magically Inclined—the first satellite campus of its of its sort—or, or so the materials said. Now, my master, she spent a lot of gold attending the Figplot Academy in the hopes of learning the mystical arts, and yet every year she spent more money, and every year she continued to learn magic missile until the school was shut down. When it came out that the current operator, Arcturus Figplot, had in fact been taking bribes to accredit the various nobles of the realm's kids with magical degrees. So if you've ever wondered why there seems to be a distinct shortage of magical types, part of it is there were a bunch who were told they were wizards who actually came away with just one or two spells. Sadly, this happened to Kalamazoo, who was neither wealthy nor apparently that smart, and as a result, she was left with but one skill. Similarly, when I heard there was an accredited Strixhaven Satellite (laughs) Campus graduate nearby, I sought her out to teach me, and she did. Magic missile. (laughs) So, it's a good news, bad news scenario, my lord, as you've indicated. Strixhaven won't touch us with an interplanetary pole, but the Figplot Academy is still technically accredited by them and is still technically a magical school. It was quite well equipped. Apparently, the con required it to be very functional-seeming. They just really spread the magic out over a lot of different people. So, if you were to purchase this academy for yourself... It would already kind of exist. You could frame it as as a a good old-fashioned redemption story. Um, As last I heard, uh, the the owner, Arcturus Figplot, was in prison in Baldur's Gate somewhere, so you would have to speak to him, of course. But maybe he could go on like a work release program or something, and you, you could take possession of the school, and then... You would, we would be able to start a place for all the magically inclined folks like me or, or Kalamazoo or anyone else who dreamed of maybe getting their, their fingers into the magical pies of the realm and we could make all yeah. sorts of corn. Yeah, maybe we could
0: get some, like, qualified teachers in so that you and the students could learn some other spells too. I mean, this Fig Plot, Fig Plot person sounds like a real piece of crap, but, like, maybe <laughs> we could turn them around or maybe they could stay in jail and we could run the school and maybe change the name away from Fig Plot, you know, the... Butthole Academy? No, wait. We can't be my name because we need this to be sneaky. Yeah,
1: my, okay. my yeah, recommendation like would idea. be, you know, it's it's a little bit like if you don't want anyone to know a cool place is somewhere, you just buy an old strip mall and just move in there. Th- this is a strip mall. This is a a, a deeply, deeply discredited and disregarded <laughs> magic school. So if you were to buy this, you could operate in secret there quite effectively, I suspect. If you're okay. worried about say any Plantear-esque interference.
0: This is making a lot of sense. I think you're giving me some really good advice. I like this. I got to look into a trip to Baldur's Gate, but first I have to avoid several wars and the destruction of this nation. But I'm thinking you give me two more weeks and I might be able to send a little the little envoy group out to Baldur's Gate to try to get Mr. Figplot on parole or whatever, and then we can start teaching wizards a second spell.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and sir, for what it's worth, there are many, many magically inclined people all around the world who who just need need a place to, to try. So it's not like it would be all bad, particularly if if someone you trust was running it rather than an avowed crook. Um, yeah, so I
0: think that would be a sincere upgrade. Yeah, that I'll makes look a lot of sense it, to me.
1: And uh, unfortunately, uh, Kalamazoo Trickle passed away years ago in a wizard duel where she was squarely killed for only knowing Magic Missile. But I have her books and papers, so I can look those over a little bit and see if there's perhaps any more knowledge I can ascertain for you. Uh, And I will, of course, do whatever is required of me to ensure that it runs more smoothly than it did under under the villain fig plot.
0: Thank you so much. This is really, I'm feeling much more confident about this. I think you've really stepped up to the plate. These two, I'm sure, will help you along the way. I'm going to sort out the stuff that I need to sort out on
1: my end and we'll get the ball rolling on this. Well, that's that, that's wonderful, my lord. I I appreciate that you trusted me to provide a skill other than magic missile to you today. I mean, maybe you should trust yourself to provide things
0: other than just magic missiles, because you got a gift, buddy. You're really you got a strong personality. You're brave. You're smart, and you're offering things pretty selflessly and without a lot of ego. And let me tell you, there are a lot more Seraphina Bellwinters out there than there are about the Zardurians. And he and we smiles. Need more his, in the world. He
1: smiles his little <laughs> Paul Giamatti smile and just says. Well, what can I say? Now I've got confidence. And then he just titters to himself and and oh. scurries out of the room. Okay, I like this guy. I like this guy a lot. And the moment <laughs> they're gone,
0: Butthole goes, That went pretty well. And he turns to Annan. Okay, based on that conversation, I'm going to need you to buy a magic school and figure out how to run it because I got nobody. So good luck. And Put it to the list.
1: <laughs> Annan just turns the page.
0: Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time: Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D and D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn One One Three Eight, Allerain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre Degados, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke. Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia Delos Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, The Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lail, Shulzari, Gus Schreider, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, the Body Barrelers, Megan Werner, A Man Out of Time, Curtis at FingerTechRobotics.com, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumb dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
2: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In June of 2020, an amateur podcaster disappeared from the Carson National Forest while searching for the legendary Finn Treasure.
1: But he was adamant that he was onto something big. He was obsessed. He showed her some hand-drawn map to a treasure out in northern New Mexico.
2: The subjective truth is part treasure hunt, part paranormal docudrama. Starring Addison Peacock as Graham Anderson. Back at home, I placed the box on the counter, and I just stared at it for a while. You'd never be able to guess its social impact on the human race by looking at its simplistic design. UFOs, ghosts, reincarnation, and liars. This is the subjective truth. Subscribe now, listen wherever you get your podcasts.